Go to participating Roy Rogers for great adventure coupons. Adults save $5. Kids go free. Adults save $5. Woo! Man. <laughs> Roy Rogers, man. I go the old Roy Rogers, yeah. I know, right? They still have those? Uh, I think like a couple, but not many. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I mean, none of them lasted around us. They all died out. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I heard a on the Yes, yes. I think there, that's like the last one, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thanks. All right. Hello and welcome to episode number 21 of Some Great Adventures, the podcast where old friends who met and worked at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey, chat about our days in the park. As usual, our podcast is made possible by our friends at the Shared Universe Podcast Studio, and we're recording live via Facebook. So our video version is always available on our Facebook page. Our audio version will be up in a few days on most podcasting platforms. Oh. I actually probably all podcasting platforms, but there seem to be so many new ones. I'm never really sure anymore. So I'm just going to change at the most. Uh, I'm Steve Hicks. My co-hosts are Scott Loudon, Chris Belusa, Andy Oletti. You could tell it's been a while because Chris was on a pause. He was like, wait, me? Wait, wait, wait. Does Andy go next? <laughs> oh, no, no, it's me. First is Steve's roommate there. <laughs> then you, then me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that opening commercial is from 1988, and it has three featured things no longer at the park as the Parachuters Perch, which is now RIP as of this year. It has the Dolphin Show and the Dive Show. And the 80s haircuts. And the 80s haircuts. Yeah. Well, 80s haircuts. Wow. So about that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That is a perfect segue into our guest today, who knows a little thing about uh, dolphin and diver shows. One of my old high school friends, Johnny Carswell. How you doing, Johnny? I'm good. How you guys doing today? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Good, man. Excellent. Um, so what we usually like to start out with is uh, having our guests talk about their GA career. Uh, when did you start? What year did you start? Uh, what departments did you work? And when did you leave? So we'll pass it off to you, Johnny. All right, so uh, I started at 84, and um, actually, I think when I first got hired, they wanted to put me in food service, and I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> you know, got me, Johnny. That's what they did to me. They did to me, too, and I said, I actually took grounds over foods. <laughs> <laughs> and oddly enough, as I was, like, walking, like, kind of, like, upset that that's where they, like, had an opening, I ran into my mom's my mom's friend's daughter who worked for HR and she's like, Oh, you want to go work in show ops? And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay. And that was it. So like, nice. well, yeah, it was just like one of those nice little random things. And they set me up at the uh, water ski show. Okay. If you remember that. Yeah. So that was like, my first part. And then I did just ushering the first year. And then the second year when I came back, I was the cool guy up in the booth. I got to play all the carts. Nice. And do, uh, nice. Welcome to the great arena by the lake. Like nice. stuff. And then they'd have the guys come out and do the show. But I got bounced around between the water slide, the water ski show, dolphin show, diving show. And then every once in a while, I don't know if you guys remember, they used to do like a Looney Tunes character thing by the 
grandstand by the lake. It was like a little yeah. theater. So yeah. occasionally I would do the music and carts for that. And then every once in a while, you know, usher at, the, at a concert if somebody good was playing. Because why not get paid to watch a concert, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you, know? you use that lingo because um, I pulled a write-up up on the history of the, uh, the diving stadium. And it was so funny because in the write-up, it actually says, like, it has, like, a one paragraph where it talks about the people up in the, in the sound booth. And it mentions how they would just rotate the cards out. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's just, like, an antiquated line. But that's exactly what it was back then. It was cards. I'm like, it's so yeah, cool. It's, it's so cards. different than now, you know? Yeah. Yep. What exactly, for our shows people, does that mean? <laughs> I was just going to say, why don't we uh, talk about what cards are? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, it was like what? It was, uh, was kind of like a modified eight track. Had yeah. one song on it, and you pop it in, hit play, and as soon as that was done, you'd hit the next button because it was all queued out. And then as nice. the second one's playing, you're pulling that out, rewinding it, popping the next one in as you go. and just a pretty cool gig. And then you just play music all, you know, watch everybody clean up the stadium. You're just sitting in your booth playing yeah, music. Actually, if you guys want to see an example of cards being swapped, go back and look up an episode of WKRP in Cincinnati, that old TV comedy show. Yes. And whenever they showed them in the booths, you would see them swapping out the cards. And that's like, that's like a perfect example. If you ever actually want to see it in play, they did it like on that show all the time. Because they constantly showed oh, yeah. like, you know, Johnny Fever swapping out the cards and shit. So, yeah. Nice, nice. For all your ads and all that, but yep. But yeah, I mean I mean, so I don't know like like what do you guys like I could tell you like goofy stories. I mean I mean it wasn't yeah. like there was anything crazy going on and the the best part about working there was all the skiers and that came from like Wisconsin. Right. So this so this time and here just this will age me greatly, but you couldn't get Coors Light. Or Coors beer on the East Coast at that time. Because okay, it was, was cold. So I don't know how my mom even allowed me to do this because I was like 16 at the time. But I went on a road trip with this guy named Mickey Giacobazzi. The name alone just sounds awesome. He I was going to say, oh. <laughs> yeah, it feels and like then, we just went to Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. Scotty Seisler was one of the skiers. He's like, Hey, we're going to Wisconsin Friday. We'll be back Sunday. You want to go with us? So I was like, all right. Like, cool. I'll go for a road trip. Yeah. Went there to pick up 20 cases of Coors. That was it. That was the whole. We drove out there, picked up 20 cases of beer, and brought them back because they couldn't get Coors on the East Coast. And they did That's that like once, like once every three weeks. They'd be drawing straws. He was going to drive back to get beer. It was crazy. Um, and then, of course, like the the – the, the arena shows, they were always great. I mean, the, the, the amount of acts that came through Great Adventure back in that time, if you really think about it. like Oh, oh yeah. yeah. In the 80s, oh, yeah. they got some big names, actually. Really yeah. big names. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we were all big Robert Hazard fans because he was, like, you know, playing there every year because he was, like, a local guy. But Right, right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Monkees, they did their reunion tour there when they came yeah, back out. That was a good show to work uh, on. My favorite were the, all the Cheap Trick concerts. Absolutely, Cheap me too. Nice. Night Ranger was another one that yeah. played there frequently. I'm trying to think of who else. Did Aerosmith play there? I don't know if Aerosmith I did. That. I know a lot of the bands that hit the top 40 in the 80s and 90s did, though. Like, I remember Mr. Mr. did. Uh, like, anyone that basically – 
got in the top 40 they used to get. Like they had so yeah. many. I also remember they had the regular um like Shanana was always a regular and then yeah, like, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. hell yeah. yeah. Beach Boys. Yeah. The Beach Boys. It was the oldies cuz they were trying to bring in that crowd. Cool in the gang. Yeah. Cool in the gang. Um what you call it? And uh did Bruce ever come? Cuz I mean Jersey. Just curious. I don't remember him ever no. coming. Bon Jovi was there once though. I was going to say Bon Jovi yeah. came yeah. though, right? Yeah. 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 That's funny. When you, uh, when you did concerts, um, I remember you saying in one post that you, you that you had done spots. I did. I was the guy who was underneath the guy running the spot because I, ah, right. I was the guy that if the light went out, you had to hand him a ball because that was all those. That was like a big union gig. Yeah. Like those shows, because that, like that's how they were run. So. It like you know, I did it once. I was like, I'd much rather be an usher. This is just you're just sitting, you're sitting, literally sitting under a guy's ass, waiting if you have to hand him a light bulb if, if it burns out, you know, because you never know. And it, you, you know, it's it, funny. That's why I was asking you about that because I end up doing spots twice for my my cousin Andy worked concerts back in toward the kind of like the the end of my career. So I guess mid mid nineties. And I, I was doing a lot of, uh, basically, you know, we would get, we would get brought in from rides and all we would do is we would just be the guys that stood in front of the stage in that spot. Like there was a big wall and then there was yeah. an open area and there was a stage. We would stand there. So we were kind of like the security in front of there just to guard the stage. But we also did load in, load out. Um, and twice he had me go and do spots. And the first time I was just watching and the second time I actually did a spot, like I was actually on it, but they didn't have, they weren't bulbs at the time. They were carbon rods. And those motherfuckers were like, you had to use these like massively thick gloves or you would just yep. melt your fucking hand off. And so I was wondering, free, like back in your day, was it still carbon rods or was it something else? So it sounds like it was just bulbs back then, which is a little it bit was, different. These, they, they were huge. Yeah. they. It was like, uh, you know, and not all of them. The ones that were, because they had them set up, you know, around the perimeter there, like for different, you know, hits. So yeah. the ones that were like more, um, I think direct at the stage, those were carbon. I think those were the brighter right. ones, and then the ones that just kind of lit the sides were the bulb ones. Oh and well, that would make sense because I was I was a stage one. Yeah, I was in the center. Yeah. So there you go. He knew that he could trust me to just aim it at one person and not come off unless I got told yeah. to on the body. <laughs> Otherwise, that was all I did. So. What's this guy doing? <laughs> What's this guy doing? I remember being scared shitless. I'd have to change it because you did at some point have to change it for a long concert. And I remember just being like, I don't want to burn my hand off. Like, holy shit. That's the only thing I remember being scared about. But I only did it. I only actually did it once though. So that's funny. Yeah. The concerts were fucking amazing there. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, so when you, I have no experience at the ski show at all. I, that was one of the things I had zero fucking involvement in. Um, Weirdly enough, outside of outside of when my when I went with my family, I don't think once I started working there, I even went as a guest to the ski show. I don't think I gave a fuck about the ski I show. I think I remember weird. like watching it from the side sometimes, yeah. going in, you know. But I used to watch it all the time yeah. as a kid. You always went to it, yeah. you know. Yes, as a kid, I loved it. But I think yeah. I think what might have burnt me out is because I started rides in the West. So on the log flume, you got to see it all the fucking time, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're yeah. a lift one, you're constantly looking over there. I think that just burnt me out of it. And I didn't give a fuck. And I never went and watched it as a, yeah. as a, as a guest, you know? But I mean, do you remember when they started doing the uh, Lethal Weapon stunt ski show? 
I you know, that yeah, I actually cool. did go and watch a couple times, only a couple times, but I did like it. But then again, it became a thing where I was like, ah, I'll just watch it when I'm on the lock phone, you know, yeah. or when I'm as a supervisor walking around. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit different. Was you know? there somebody like Danny Glover in the show saying, "I'm getting too old for this"? Show. I don't remember. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I just remember it had a boat. I remember there was a boat. I don't remember anything else about it. Well, I think it did have the characters, if I remember. Yeah, sure it did. It had to have, but I, don't, I don't remember them. I don't remember the skits or anything. I, yeah. I can't remember now. Now, good guys and bad guys, you know what I mean? Shit blowing up. Exactly. <laughs> well, when, when you were there, Johnny, it was just scares. It was just yeah, like Olympic-type scares. That was it, right? Yeah, and that was pretty much it. I mean, you had the – you had they had a dog – I don't know if you remember, they had this awesome golden retriever. So one of the bits was they'd start the show and, you know, it's like, here, here's your, your your great adventure or Aquinox or whatever they were called. And they come do, you know, by and all the girls are like, they're all in one ski and they're all spinning and then they're lifted up and then they run around. And then this little crappy putter boat comes out. And it's got a little dog on it. And there's a guy underneath there steering the boat. And he comes up and the dog gets out and hands like they used to he used to hand the microphone to the guy who ran the show. And then the dog, it was one of the skiers' dogs. That's what it was. Right. And he was yeah. just there all the time. I vaguely remember the dog. It was cute. Yeah. You know? And then then that guy also was the clown because there was a clown that was part of the show that would like, I remember the cloud. Yeah. yeah. He's the guy that would like knock the guy off of the, the tower and then do barefoot yep. skiing and all that kind of stuff. Nice. And then for a while, one of the skiers nephews was there for like a week. And this kid was, this kid was ranked like number three in the country at the time at like 10 years old as a water skier. So they got him to do the pushing off and doing the whole, barefoot right. water skiing i think that show was the best because it really freaked people out we had to have security had to like stand there so that other kids wouldn't try and do it they think it's like right, a free right. girl, you know because you, you kind of get that it's a plant when it's an adult because you can kind of see that like he's got like his wetsuit on underneath the costume and that but the kid was just like i don't i don't need that he goes i barefoot ski all the time literally just in shorts and he had like rubber like shorts on underneath yeah, his yeah. regular shorts so he looked like just a kid out of the audience. And he That's came down. awesome. And everyone was just like, this is crazy. This mm-hmm. you hear women going, he's going to get hurt. <laughs> That's So it's so funny. <laughs> thing because if you remember, back when they did the dive show, that was a staple of the dive show, too, is that there was a diver plant always in the audience who would challenge yeah. one of the divers to the 100-foot drop, the big drop. Yes. And that yeah. was a big deal. So it sounds like that was that was their thing. It was like, oh, we'll just do a plant here too, you know? <laughs> yeah. The only one, the only, the only one they couldn't get oh, away yeah. with it was the dolphin show. It's kind of hard to plant like some sort of porpoise in the audience and not. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just and laughing, and then the guy next to you is just going. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> well, I mean, I what was it like to work there? I mean, did you when you were working the dolphin show and the dive show, were you also just doing like the booth or were you like doing ushering or like what were you doing when you were there? I did booth. I did booth for the water show, water ski show. I did usher for um and it was more like like head usher because when you were in the booth, you wore like a polo shirt and yep. like blacks, but Everybody else was dressed like sailors. They had like, these white sailor bib things. I remember and it, and it was pointed out in the write-up that I read. So that's yeah. funny. I remember the sailor out specifically yeah. only there. That was just yeah. for that show. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so you'd go over 
So I didn't have to change, but I'd usher, I'd kind of you know stand in the front. You count the people. All right, that's we have for full capacity. Come back in forty five minutes or an hour when we do the next show and that kind of stuff. But the divers, they, those guys, there was like a little gym in there. Those guys were like always working out because they, they're hitting the water at like a pretty great amount of speed. Like some yeah, some of those guys, absolutely insane watching the show. Oh yeah, I remember they did this skit where they were like you know, a clown thing and they'd be yep. like cannonballing and they'd be coming inches from like the wall of the pool to splash yep. people. And I was like, these people are insane. They're insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's also the only show that, that followed the cables. Cause if you remember it had a high wind meter and shut down for high winds, they didn't do the dive show. They had high winds. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that, and then there, there used to be at the arena, there used to be way back in the day. I don't know when they stopped it, but remember they had those three giant poles. The, yeah, the guys would sway it on the pole. And they'd climb all the way up and then swing back and forth. They would yep. shut that down too for high wind as well. Yep. I don't think that was still going on when I was there. It might have been, but I didn't know. Really I, I think that got eliminated because then they put the Chinese acrobats over in Showcase and they were doing something very similar on the stage in Showcase where they were on the top of poles spinning plates and all that kind of shit. Okay. I, I think mean, that was that, back when they did the circus in the arena. Yes, that was back when they did the circus. Yeah, that was they eliminated. Yeah, oh, the dive show was legit, though, man. That that I used to go to every time I was there. That was uh, that was pretty crazy. The dive show was fucking awesome, and um, and yeah, I, so you know, af after we kind of um talk through like Johnny's experiences there, I have a little bit of a write up that I I pulled out from the dive show because Ooh. like I forgot how much I love the dive show and the dolphin show. To be honest with you, too, yeah. the dolphin show with the fucking splash zone. Because yeah. I remember my mom would always make us sit in a fucking splash zone. I don't know why, but she just wanted to be up close and look at those fucking yes. and the seals and the you know the sea lions or whatever. Yes. And I, we'd get wet every fucking time. And I, as a kid, I was kind of okay with it. But once I was at that point where I was about to start working at the park and I wasn't really going with my family anymore, I did not like the splash zone. <laughs> 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 nice, nice. Well, kept you cool. I don't know if anybody else remembers this or the details to it, but I I can't remember the year, but I do remember there was an accident with one of the divers one year. I don't I remember, can't remember but I know was there was, I think there was more than one. I think there were a their neck or something, but there was a pretty bad uh, accident that I remember. That rings a bell. Um, I didn't I didn't look it up. I didn't even think to look up anything like that. But to be honest with you, that does ring a, a big bell with me. I do remember that too a little bit. I just don't remember the details, but I do remember it. That's not surprising though. I mean, there are when I when I do the when I read the write up a little bit, man, it's and I'm gonna only gonna read it because let's be honest, like you're a great guest, Johnny, because it's very rare that we're probably gonna get anyone else that we know that ever worked those shows. I ever yeah. worked the ski show or the dive show or the dolphin show, to be quite honest with you, on this podcast. So it's pretty cool to have you here. And I was like, all right, well, Fort Independence itself or the Aqua Spectacle, it, which was weird because I always thought it was the Aqua Spectacular, but it, it was actually the Aqua Spectacle or Spectacle. It was weird. It's got a different name. But um, that that was such a like a great place when I was a kid. And now it's completely gone and no one will ever experience it. And let's be quite honest with all the shit going on with like animal protection and sea world and all that, yeah. it ain't yeah. ever coming back like yeah. at all. Like that is not where that stuff is going now. That stuff is just done. So it's like, it's just such a great part of our youth that like no one else is going to get. I mean, cause know? he ended that show. The dolphin show only ended like it's gotta be less than 13 years. 
Uh, I, yeah, I can tell you exactly when he ended. it ended. It ended in 2014. They actually brought it back, and they had it for a little bit at the end, and then it was done. Yeah. Um, the the independence for the whole the whole fort got demolished in 2015. But the cool thing about it is that it it was an opening show, like it was one of the absolute 1974 opening places. The dive and the dolphins and the sea lions were all from the opening, and yeah. like. I, when I read the background of it, I was kind of surprised because I was like, holy shit, they really tried hard when they opened this thing up. Like it was it was pretty intense, the the shows that they were putting on. And like I said, I'll, I'll get to it. But um, there's no way they could ever do something like they were trying to do back when it opened either. Um, yeah. But yeah, it actually did. It lost the Dolphins and then they, they were able to bring them back for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. But uh, ironically enough, they got fucked because they got... They, and it'll be in the write-up. And they got fucked because of the Time Warner buyout. And at the same time, Time Warner put out Free Willy. And Free Willy was about bringing up <laughs> <the fucking, laughs> yeah. yeah, about yeah. goddamn, you know, the, 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 yeah, the, the orca from a fucking, you know, from being in captivity at a show. So it was kind of like they got called hypocrites, like mad. And that's what completely screwed them, which is so kind of funny and ironic at the same time, you so, know? To be humane, they what? They shipped the dolphins to SeaWorld? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they, they well, they have their own. Six Flags has their own versions of SeaWorld, so they ship them out to their own version. That is what they did, actually, but not, not SeaWorld, SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah. So, although uh, I have nothing. Just let them out to Lake Squidward. SeaWorld. I am on this podcast saying I have no problem with SeaWorld. And, uh, I mean, full disclosure, SeaWorld is one of my clients right now, so I have no problem with SeaWorld. I love SeaWorld. Yay, oh. SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> I am tired, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, the dolphins were left at a farm. All right, wait. I have to go on. A, I, this is totally a side story, but I just have to throw this out there. Did any of you see the news article that somebody made 500 pounds of pasta and dumped it alongside a river in New Jersey? No. Yes. Last yeah. week in this town, they suddenly found 500 pounds of cooked pasta, plain cooked pasta, just lined up along a riverbed. Nice. Nice. I don't know if it was cooked because from what I understand, there was a follow-up to that story. So apparently a woman had passed away and she was a hoarder. And that was his mom's pasta. She had oh. and so it was, and they said it was 15 wheelbarrows. That's how many wheelbarrows. That's what I read. That's what I read. Yeah. But I think he threw it out there and then we had had rain. So I don't really think that's probably what happened because the pictures, it absolutely looks cooked. I yeah, mean, it okay. looks like it's cooked, but that makes sense. That makes yeah. more sense. That shit made me laugh. So I just thought of it, Lucy, as you said, dumping something. I'm like, did you hear about someone dumping all this pasta? Like, <laughs> it was so funny because it was in so many different news outlets in the last week. And they're all like, who the hell did it and why? Yeah. Why would you do this? You know? We got so many Italians in New Jersey that the pasta literally runs through the I river. I swear to God, when I read it, the first thing I thought is, there's a mafia tie into this somehow. There's bodies under that pasta, you know? I noticed there was no pastini. There's no pastini in there. That shit's gold right now. You can't be throwing that out. I was gonna say, I heard no one could find any pastina. I don't understand. I got like five boxes in my cabinet. Um while you were there, did you um did you like were there any like things that happened that were kind of like funny or cool or crazy or anything that you can remember? 
Uh, the funny, the weird thing was because we were like so close to New York, so yeah. like there, sometimes like I always liked watching like other other park guests get excited when they'd see like like the guy who played Leroy in Fame was there like all the time, and the kid who played Cockroach from the Cosby Show, I'd see them. Yes. They would actually come and watch the show, and I'd be like, "What's going on, fellas?" Like they would just go there, like they were there like all the time, and, and watching like normal people be like, "Oh, let's die from Fame," or. Who the hell, the biggest one? She was weird because my dad had a gas station down the street. So sometimes the buses would break down, like Cool and the Gang broke down. Right, my dad's right. gas station, so we made them breakfast one morning. That was kind of <laughs> cool. Like, <laughs> you know? Or, um, she, I mean, just the, like the goofy stuff that would go on would just be like the stuff. Like I remember once, like one of the, one of the seals got loose and they had to wrangle him back. He was like, because there was a path between the – between the the um, the dolphin show and the ski show, and the same guy did that shit. Like the same host did that show. Like he just bounced back and forth. Right, right. And so I guess he was late and was running and didn't close the gate properly behind him. And one just got out, and you just hear this note, and you just hear like a little ruckus to the side, and he just right. like. Come on, come on, get some fish. They're like coaxing the sea. He's trying to do a show. And then another time, this guy was, I can't remember his name, but he looked like a typical game show host from the 70s, you know? Brown hair, come to the side. Oh, yeah. Like, he kind of looked like Bob from Sesame Street a little bit, but a shorter version. Yep. And I guess he took a nap over at the over at the Dolphin Show and woke up and we were like, literally, I had to go down. And like start the show until the other guy who like guest hosted could get like get into his costume. And just as he's coming out, here comes the other guy. And there's like a little uh, rope like fence around it. He goes to jump it, clips his foot and literally just <laughs> goes right on his knees onto the concrete. And just, oh, yeah, he bites big time and gets up. And they're like giving him napkins. So he's just got bloody napkins on his legs and he's trying to do the show. Oh my God. That's <laughs> it's horrible. Like severe pain. It's funny you mentioned the, that, that the announcer looked like a 70s like game show host because there's pictures online of Gabe Kaplan with the announcer in the dive show. And I don't know. He must have just went there one day and they brought him in and he was like talking with like it literally looks like they're announcing on the wide world of sports. Like it's them side by side. And yeah. I'm like, this is hysterical. I'm like, I would love to have been there during that day. You know, like that's oh, so cool. Yeah. But they look Mr. so Potter's... 70s. <laughs> you wonder what other, you know, what other uh, sweat hogs were there with them. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I didn't even think about the fact. I got to talk to my cut. So it's funny. My Both my cousins were all show ops. Like my one cousin, Michael, was like, you know, kind of legendary in the on grounds, um, you know, people wearing the fur, the characters like that's what Michael did. And no, no, not my cousins. No, <laughs> no, my cousins were capable. They did not. That, okay? no, that was somebody uh, else. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely somebody else. Uh, and then and then Andrew also worked a fireworks barge in front of the ski show when, when, he, when they did that, too. And he was in charge of concerts for like a long period of time it's the only reason i work concerts because he was in charge of it so when rides wanted overtime we got to work for him doing load in load out um and so like both my cousins were big shows guys and uh it's like it's just so funny because like they they weren't like 
attached to the type of stuff that you did. Like they, you know, Andrew and you kind of have a crossover with the ski show where he did the, the fireworks, but that was like much later than your time. You know what I yeah. mean? Back when they had the, the barge permanently out there. And they, I don't even think they were doing a ski show anymore at that time because the barge was always out there. So I don't think they were. Could be wrong. I don't remember when the ski show ended either. Because after like, after I left there, I, you know, I got my license. So the, the next year I was like, I'm getting a better job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, it's funny. I mean, not to go on too much of a tangent, but um, I, like I'm it's funny when we are our, our last couple of years there, they had just built the Jackson outlets and there was a massive fear that we were going to lose. We were always short staffed. Right. And when there was a massive fear that we were going to continue to be short staffed, even more so than ever, because everyone was going to leave and go to the Jackson outlets. And no one was going to come back. Because they had air conditioning. Because they had air conditioning. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's going to be totally not fucking true. We probably lost like 5% of the people, and that was it. Yeah. And, and, then, and then there were a lot of people that went there and came back the next season were like, it fucking sucks working retail. I don't want to do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, 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 there are a lot. But now, with them opening up like all of the stuff that's down the street from them, I'm like, you know, there it's – when we get into the news section today, I will tell you, they have had massive problems with short staffing, like insane short staffing problems this year. Like the, the, the whole spring break thing. I mean, if you follow any of the groups online that actively post daily, like what's going on in the park, they're like, no, like rides are constantly yeah. just being yeah, shut down left and there, right. Because there once this year and it was like, half the stuff was closed more than half probably was yeah closed. during their screen break thing which is an event during this the 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 um spring break um they had three coasters open three fucking coasters and that's it and the lines for them were like an hour to two hours long each like because they only had three open and that's it and then they also have a lot of shit going on right now too like frontier adventures isn't even open because they're doing all kinds of revamps over there so whole sections aren't even open right now and then you got like, you know, Nitro still being worked on. Like, it's it's kind of fucking crazy, man. Like, we know, I we know the answer. You just gotta train the baboons to work the rides. I, I think that's not. exactly what they're gonna be doing. I mean, I don't know how else they're gonna open rides once they get to open full time. I mean, it's gonna be pretty goddamn bad, but anyway. Um, Sounds like a really bad episode of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They just take the apes take over the amusement park. I got to tell you, man, if we go for the original Planet of the Apes, man, that'd be pretty cool watching them run those rides. That'd <laughs> 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 be pretty cool, you know? Yeah, they definitely had better uniforms. Yeah. You know? I was going to say, you got to wear the best, you know? Yeah. Like, or, you know, Cornelius vest. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie. I have a permanent search on eBay for Fantasy Forest GA outfits for this guy right here. Because if I get one, you know he's wearing it. It's going to go back to the Buccaneer days. He's wearing it, man. I've worn it for like four weeks. And I'll never live it down. <laughs> never live it down. The, um, before I transfer the rapids. So, But the thing of it is, there's so many rides closed now. But most of these rides now are single operator. Used to, We'd always have it That's true. Two. Which is crazy, even crazier because you only need half as many people. Well, it, it, that's also funny though, because remember that we used to be one, and then we went to two because of safety. You don't want one person being in charge of dispatching any type of ride. It should be two. And now it sounds like they're like ah, short yeah. staff safety, short staff safety. Ah. Well, that was always that was always the thing because I remember like being told when I was a supervisor, go go operate that ride. I'm like, I don't know that ride. I've never worked it. I've never been trained. Well, you were a supervisor. You were supposed to know every ride. 
That's, well, that's your fault. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I never got you. <laughs> am I wrong? Andy, am I wrong? To be a supervisor, well, I'm sorry, the guy who bitches that he wasn't an area trainer, however, for me to become a supervisor, I had to train and become an operator and a trainer on every fucking ride in the park. That, that would have been ideal. I well, by the time it. Scott was promoting, you know, because of short staffing, we kind of, and this is true, actually. Remember, instead of doing the whole park, they made him just do half the sections. park. He had to do two sections. I remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't so. think it was due to the short staffing. I think it was due to, um, you know, wait, an, wait, an wait. intelligence quota. <laughs> it was like, you know, people weren't able to remember all of the rides and pass all the trainers' tests. So, I'm just going to say, all right? I mean, things did start I remember after me, they promoted Mike Tash, and I was like, Jesus. Oh. I was like, I thought like being a supervisor was like, you had to be like, you know, pretty confident, but shit. I was like, "Holy I'm shit!" Talking about shots fired with a full man. <laughs> I know. I know. Whoa! Whoa! Alrighty there, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. If you're listening, I love you, but you know. Oh my god! <laughs> that was just a shotgun blast right to the face. That wasn't even polite about it. Like, Poor Spike god. Rash. My god. I know. Jesus. <laughs> So, Polinso, when you were promoted as supervisor, did you get trained on all the rides in the park? Oh, hell no. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I told you, when I was promoted, I sat on top of Riptide getting the worst sunburn of my life. I actually had blisters on my forearm. I did that for about a week and a half, and then I started learning my section. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely some staffing issues for sure. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> In the chat, Ricky DeCamp just died. <laughs> I got terminated for attendance, but they hire people back that got terterminated for safety. I mean, LOL. Maybe in other departments. <laughs> we did not during our time. You got fired for safety. You were gonzo, like permanent. You were actually like band man. You didn't get hired back. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. It is funny, though, how, like, we're doing a podcast based on our times back in the 80s and 90s, and now we're, you know, going into the, you know, way, you know, 30, 40 years later, and it is funny to hear how different shit is generation to generation. Like, it's such a different part than we were there. I mean, we talk about minor things like cell phones, like if people had cell phones back then, it would be a lot scarier than it was when we were there. Like, we got away with a lot of shit because you didn't, but it's like. It, it is crazy how different that place runs from season to season. Like it is almost like they just are like, eh, we don't have this. So everything that's been standard for the last 20 years, that's gone. We don't care anymore. Well, you, know? Like, you know, more than half of the employees, maybe not so much on rides, but just in general are on here on visas from other countries. That's true too. too. So that is true too. They have a lot of different. foreigners that they've been doing. That is absolutely true. So, um, all right. Scotty, you got any other stories? I mean, I'm saying Scotty because I literally, it's funny. I'm saying Scotty because Johnny has a twin brother, just so you know, who I also know. <laughs> maybe it's maybe and I got it's Scotty him. standing next to me. So, yes, he has a twin brother named Scotty. He totally my, my does. Brother, my brother might have blown this off, and just being a nice guy, I decided, you know, I'll just cover for him. <laughs> Now we know that's not true. Scott wouldn't do that. Uh, um, no, I mean, like, it, the, the after parties were always fun. Like, if you went to, like, parties, like, after work, that was always – because then, I like, when I was there, you, you kind of tend to hang out with just, like, 
people you see like every day. So yep. it's like your department. You know, yep. But then you'd like, then you'd go to like a party and somebody's sister from another department would be there with their, yep. so that's how you kind of like got to meet people. That was always fun. Oh, yeah. just a, I don't know. It was just a cool place to work. I don't think I ever had like a bad work experience there. Like I just decided I'm not coming back the next year. It was like, I was like, all right, I'm done with this, you know, because you had to work weekends and stuff like that. And I, I wanted to be like more like have weekends off because that's when right. shit was happening. Not that's be at the music park unless there was a good concert. Then then it was worth it. But you yeah, know, the cool and thing you're always was tears, right? You're right? just there, eighty four, eighty five. That was it, right? Yeah. But the other thing was too, though. The, the cool thing about the the show offs too was those shows only like they ran from like the first show was like eleven o'clock in the morning. And the last show was like five o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And so you did like four, four or five shows. And I think I had to do, I did, yeah, I did the, the, cause we had an hour in between break. And then it was usually 20 minutes where they get 20 minutes. They do a show and it's 40 minutes and then 20 minutes and then an hour break. And during the hour break, I had a half an hour for lunch. And then I had to go run the damn Percy Pelican. <laughs> That was a great show. Uh, my show. cousin did do that show as well. So. Yeah. And like the, the guy who did it, like he was good. The guy who actually was the puppet because he yeah. was quick on his feet and stuff like that. And I remember like waiting for the show and he had this like little door like that's He would just kind of sneak in the back and climb in and just go in his sweat box for like mm -hmm. 25 minutes to do a show. And he'd be standing outside waiting before he'd go in. And he's just like, oh, this such this woman's here but her kid i hate this kid like because there'd be like parents that would go there like all the time yeah like, yep. oh, you're five i'll go see percy and this was the kid that would like throw things at percy and just like one day i'm just gonna kill that kid <laughs> <laughs> i remember i used to unload at buccaneer i used to love that show oh yeah that was a state even before i worked in the park that was a staple that my mom would always go to like love that fucking show and then it, it got changed. I don't know if my and cousin actually did. Dog. Yeah, my salty dog. Pelican, or if he if he was salty dog. I, I I don't remember. I think he was actually salty dog. I just remember every time salty dog pissed off like a big group of people. Oh, they, they tried to rip like, it, and they ripped they it apart. To, like, come out, come out of here. There, yeah, he had a lot of stories about having to lock that thing and just sit in there and be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I was unloading the safe room. room. Holy shit, they're gonna get him. <laughs> We're gonna pull him out. Of this. That was the best. <laughs> yeah, that's a show that would not fly in his PC culture any no. fucking way. <laughs> any fucking like way. That show would not fly, man. And then the other one, when they did the characters, they had this giant, well, it was another show. They had the characters that were out there that would dance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend Marielle actually worked that show. She was Bugs Bunny. Okay. And... um she she would tell me like you'd you'd like run backstage and like you get like five minutes and they're literally popping off their heads and they're just dousing themselves with cold water so they don't pass out right on a July in a late late July day where it's yep, like 101 yep. degrees outside. Yeah. Um but yeah, they did have some really cool shows if you think about it. That's not like I don't even what do they do there now? I mean, I haven't been to that park probably since 87. So um, I know you probably be there every weekend, you geeks. They still have the Justice League stuff. Like I remember, like seeing like these superhero people dressed up like superheroes walking around around the fountain. Recently, um, 
I haven't seen that since COVID, since it reopened in COVID. I haven't seen any of that. I, I saw I saw two clowns in the last two years. Um, I mean, literally, that's all I saw. Not including me and Chris? Not including you and Chris. <laughs> or, or James. Or James Bartlett. Or baboons. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, like, I, I, the arena's been closed since COVID, and it looks like it's going to be permanently closed. It does not look like in any shape to reopen. That looks done. I don't see them bringing concerts back. I think that's fully done. Um, the um, Showcase Theater was running in full, and we went last October, and they had a really good, like, dancey, like, you know, Fright Fest show. And it was actually really fucking fun. Like, I was surprised. We actually really enjoyed it. So they were there. During Fright Fest last year, we saw a lot of there are a lot of characters, a lot of atmosphere characters, tons of atmosphere characters. Mm-hmm. There is um, the shows were definitely running there, and we, that was the only one we went to. But they had other shows for sure. During the season, I don't, I don't really see anything. I mean, I, occasionally I'll see a clown on stilts, and that'll be it. Like I really, I, I know the characters are out, but I barely see them either. Um, I don't know what they're doing this year. I know the last two years that I went, though, not, not many. You know, not many. Um, I don't know what that is from. I honestly have no idea why they have so few. I don't. I really don't know. But they didn't have a lot. Their ROI on it's not there. Like, Maybe I don't know. And it's sad here because to see the shows are coming here to ride the rides. Well, that's the thing. It feels like in the in the in the seventies when they opened, and the eighties, and even the nineties, they were trying to truly be a family park. So they made sure that they balance old people stuff with young people stuff. The rides were the young people stuff. The shows were the old people mm-hmm. stuff. That way, you had a little bit of both. But now it feels like they just aim for the rides and special events to bring people in. But otherwise, they don't really give two shits about the people that, like, yeah. you know, can't ride rides and need to, like, sit. You just sit. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like the shows isn't as big of a component as it used to be, which kind of sucks. And, does, and yeah. the proof of the pudding is there's no more Aqua Stadium. That's gone. There's no more, you know, Fort Independence. There's no more Divers Dolphin Show. That's gone. There's no more Arena. That's gone. There's Showcase Cinema. I mean, there's really, what like. about the, uh... The Batman stunt show arena. That Batman stunt show is still there, but I think they've only opened it like once or twice for special things. Otherwise, that's been like permanently closed since the show closed. Like it doesn't. There's nothing there. They they don't do anything with it. It's still there though. I give them credit. At least there's still an opportunity. But I'm pretty sure that Galuso would go back if he got to be Batman and ride in the Batmobile into the. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Of course. Well, especially this year. The 80s. I only want the 80s Batmobile, though. <laughs> the the way that Andy and I told uh, Kenny to uh, close the door. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> sitting in the, in the boneyard there. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, our, our buddy Danny Benetti just said they do Dead Man's in Batman Arena. So I knew they did something there. I remember seeing something was in there. I know it's not totally a dead arena, but for the most part, eh, you know. Um, Barry Gold asked, what was Showcase? Showcase Theater, Barry, is the one right next to uh, the Fest House. That's that old shows area right in the Fest House, um, right next to the the, the dopey cyborg ride. So, um, and it's still nice. Like, we went inside of it last fall for Fright Fest, and it was actually still pretty good. I remember there was a time where you went in there and it smelled like mold, but not anymore. Yeah, actually, it actually smelled right. That was when we went in there for, our, for, our, for our hiring stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come in and go to there. I mean, it's really just a big tent. Yeah, that's all really it. The massive tent with heaters in it and air conditioning in it. Yeah, Yeah, for real. 
Uh, yep, and one fifty, Barry. Yep, you got it. Uh, I remember we had one, or maybe it was a couple of seasons. They had the Mahoney Brothers, and they're doing Beatlemania. That was a great show. I wish to God I'd seen that. Yeah, it's so funny. I didn't appreciate the Beatles until I became like you know I went into college, and now I fucking love them. And I'm like, there's so many Beatles things I didn't experience because I was like, ah, Beatles, who gives a shit, you know? It's like so weird. Yeah. The show that we saw. That's because now, that's that's now. Like, I love, that's way past my college days, dude. Of course, that's, that's why I aim for that show. I love the Beatles now. Um, all right, let's get a quick, quick, I'm going to do a really, really quick thing. So if anyone doesn't know, there is a site called greatadventurehistory.com. All one word, greatadventurehistory.com. Okay. It is absolutely fantastic. If you're ever looking to go back and revisit stuff from like any year of Great Adventure, they have stuff in there. One of the coolest things is they have a really good write-up on the um, the Aqua Show on the whole venue on, from beginning to end, okay? And they even have, if you click on it, they even have pictures of when it was being built. So you can actually see the full construction in 1973 to 74 of that entire dolphin and diving arena, which is pretty cool because that stadium is, is badass. Like the stadium's badass to be able to get the salt water in there for the dolphins. They're under the seats. Like there is a whole entire salt water running thing under the seats, which is pretty cool. People don't even know that, but that's all there. It's pretty neat. Um, <laughs> our friend shout, but do you know the non cool people call it six flags? <laughs> Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> but why did she put Peter Ladotti before that? Was she, <laughs> was she saying he was not cool? No idea. I was letting that one go, but of course you like it just point you out today, you know? I gotta say, he got too close with me when he built that scale model of the Rapids. He, so, actually, yeah. me too. That was pretty badass. Um, I was being sarcastic. I know. <laughs> I, I actually thought it was kind of cool. I mean, it's nerdy, but I thought it was kind of cool, so... Uh, all right, so Fort Independence. Um, let's see. It was originally known as Fort uh, as Aqua Aqua. I, I mean, I think it's. I thought it was a spectacular stadium, but it's Aqua Spectacle or Spectacle. I don't know. I can't pronounce the right stadium. Um, Two thousand seat show venue at Six Flags opened in nineteen seventy four. When the park originally opened, had absolutely both the ski show. I mean, not ski show. The uh, the dive show and the dolphins and the lions were all there. Um, from its opening until 2001, Fort Independence was home to various diving shows, sometimes two different ones per year. Um, in its final year, it was basically used for dolphin and sea lions only. <clears throat> um, it ran 40 years. That that place stayed open for 40 years. It went from 1974 to 2014 wow. and was demolished in 2015. So it got a good run. It got 40 years out, which is pretty cool. Um the shows in there, oh my God, there's so many shows in there. So originally it was the Aqua Spectacle Show. Then it was the Water Spectacular. That might be why I'm thinking that. Then it was the Dynamic Dolphin Show in 77, the American High Diving Show, the Dolphin Show again, Great American High Diving Team, the Dynamic Dolphin Show, the International Diving Extravaganza, the Aqua Frolics, which I remember because that's when they were doing heavily on the clowns, yeah, which was yeah, really yeah. That's the one yeah. I remember when that, they were like me too. Yeah, yep. the guy jumping rope when he dives and yep. Well, that uh, they named it officially the show the Aqua Frolics in in eighty uh, seven, um, eighty seven to eighty eight. It was a Great American High Dive Show. Then it became the Aqua Follies. Then it was the U.S. High Diving Team. Then it was Wet and Wild. Then it was again U.S. High Diving Team. Captain Cutaway's Flying Pirates in 1993. I never saw that show. That would have been pretty badass. 
Um, Air Circus Sports Spectacular in 94. Um, Six Flags International Diving Spectacular after that. Then it became Masters of the Sky. So Masters of the Sky in 96 was the year when they lost because of the whole free willy shit. They lost all the 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 sea lions and the dolphins. So what they tried to do is bring a bird show in and that failed fucking spectacularly, but they did try. And it was called Masters of the Sky. Did they have them dive into the pool? I don't remember what they did, but I remember <laughs> I, re I actually remember that because that was our last two years there. That was my last year in rides. And I remember them switching over that show. <laughs> that could be I don't problem. know if I ever actually went and saw the show, um, but I remember I thought it was cool they switched to the show, but it only it, it failed. It only lasted like a year. Um, Legend of the Lost Diver was 96. Um, just Dive was 97 in 2001. Yeah. Ooh, that was a really smart one there. They're starting to run out of ideas there. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. Um, then it's Six Flags Dolphin Discovery. That's when they brought the dolphins back in 2002. Uh, then it was Dolphin Discovery Island Party, Island Party 2, the second year, 2005-2006. Um, Shiver Me Flippers, 2007-2009, was another dolphin one. Uh, Flippers and Fins Behind the Behaviors. That's when it became more of a, like an educational show in 2008. And then they brought back Dolphin Discovery, um, Team Green Beach Patrol, and Summer Splash Spectacular. And that went 2010 to 2012. And then it was just Fish Factor in 2013, which I think was just Sea Lions again. Um, and then for Fright Fest, they did have The Legend of the Lost Diver in 95 and 96 and The Dive of Horrors in 99. That was past my time. But I'm not going to lie. If I saw a show called The Dive of Horrors, I would have went. I don't know. I'm a little bummed. I never went and saw the damn thing because it sounds yeah. really fucking cool. You it know? was the same exact show. They just put red food coloring. <laughs> all right bypassing scott over here uh, so i'm not going to read a lot of it but um there is a complete history from beginning to end in every detail of every year on greatadventurehistory.com so i cannot promote that site enough it's fantastic if you look on their aqua spectacle stadium construction you'll see all the pictures of the entire place being built which is pretty badass um the opening basically says one of the largest and most complex structures built for the opening of Great Adventure in the spring of 1974 was the Aqua Spectacle Stadium. The massive structure was one of the largest of its kind at the time, featuring seating for thousands of guests and a pool that would be deep enough for both the marine mammals and it has to be high enough to host as well for the high divers. It was a 16-foot deep um, uh, pool and it was used for both stadium seating, affording a great view to all attendants. So if, if anyone never went to that and, and doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, it was done in a circle. So there was really no bad seat in the house. You could see the show from wherever the fuck you were. Seats were always great. That was only 16 feet deep. And that's only 16 feet deep. 100 feet up. Yeah. That's insane. Yep. Um, and it says... Um, since the pool was to be filled with salt water for the dolphins, a series of complex tanks and pumps was constructed beneath the actual stadium seating where the guests were to create the salt water as well as continually filter and circulate it, which is pretty cool. Um, there's so much more I can go into. I'm not going to go into it, uh, but I, I cannot stress, like, if you're interested at all about the dive show or the dolphin show, the history on that website is so fucking great. It'll tell you everything. Nice. Um, nice. Outside of that. 
let's jump into some park news. Um, so, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to throw this out there because it cracked me up yesterday. So, you know, I, I'm on G because I have a season's pass. I'm on their email list. And yesterday, all day on like the GA Park, like, like sites on Facebook, people were complaining that Nitro's back two rows were closed and no one knew why. And they were closed for the basically this entire weekend. Nobody could ride the back two rows of Nitro, which is like you know a fan favorite. Like people that go on that ride love the back two rows. Apparently, get really good air from there. So what was really fucking funny is GA released an email at like seven o'clock last night, and it shows Nitro, and it says, "When you ride Nitro, what's your favorite seat? The front, the middle, or the back?" <laughs> And online people are like, I don't fucking know because I can't ride the back, assholes. Why would you release this today, this weekend, when you don't have the back seats open? Good timing. I stop laughing. I Clearly, thought that was such a GA thing. no cross the To their merchant, yes, today. to their marketing and the actual operations. Absolutely. But I thought yeah. that was so typical GA where it's like, it has no idea what the other hand's doing. It's like, let's just shoot this out today, you know? Yeah. So that shit made me laugh. Um, somebody else posted a picture of the person in the Superman pose in that one special seat of Skyscreamer, which is the ride that is, we, oh, yeah. we have jokingly called the, the, mm. the super flying wave that's next to the big wheel. Oh. And they actually said, I'm here. How the fuck do I get on this seat? Like, is this for handicapped people? I don't understand what this is. And if you remember last year when we went, yeah. I actually went up and asked the ride operators, I know it's $10 for that seat, but how do I, how do I book it? Like, how do I, who do I, do I pay you the $10? And they didn't know. Nobody on the ride fucking knew. See, that's their problem because the cash only. Give me the $10 cash. I, I would have gave it to him. I was like, I the seat. I don't give a fuck. You can take yeah. my money. Cool, I right? bet 20 cash would have got you the seat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no shit. You know, no absolutely true. Line. Now, here's the funniest thing someone actually posted underneath that, though, how you get it. And I'm like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding? There is a sign next to the operator's booth that has a QR code. You have to scan the QR code and it opens up an online reservation site where you can therefore book and pay your $10 and get that How seat. How friggin' hard is that to remember? Right? Like, the QR code over there. And so now it makes more sense, though, because the chick I talked to probably was just covering you know, the ride oh, for the day yeah, and had no yeah, fucking yeah. idea that sign was Bad there. Timing, but I'm yeah. also like, what the fuck? At least now we know, though, because I would ride that seat once. I would I do it for know. 10 I, bucks. I, I would never, totally do it. I've never been on that ride. Every time I look up, I'm like... <laughs> I know. I'm going to tell you, the scariest part about that ride is that it's the same looking cables as when you're on the flying wave, except now you go up higher than the big wheel. Yeah. So <laughs> as you're spinning, you're looking and going, I am I like... A thousand feet in the fucking air looking down the big wheel with this little fucking three of these little ass cables holding me up right now. It's fucking scary, dude. It yeah, really yeah, is scary yeah, and shit. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. It's, it's not like you would survive uh, a fall off the flying wheel. No, either, no, no. <laughs> I would hope that I that that just halfway down I would pass out and I'd be good. Yeah, that's what I would hope. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Flying wave could be worse. At least that would be quick, you know? <laughs> flying wave, you're gonna be yeah. like real well, rough. This is high enough, you might end up in the lake. The so what else um somebody posted this cracked me up i will post this on our facebook page because this made me laugh so hard this weekend there's two entrances at the entrance of the park that actually have red carpets and a big sign in front that says 
Priority diamond pass holders only. Red carpet entrance. So basically, if you paid to have that expensive-ass diamond pass, you get the red carpet treatment. And all the other 5 billion people that are trying to get in the park, fuck you. You go over there waiting that long-ass line. You know? That's because they ran that promo where you could pay buy the gold pass and get the platinum. So now they're giving you an incentive to like go up to that ridiculous one. Is that red carpet enough incentive for you to pay the extra for the diamond? No. What does that run you a year now? What is a diamond pass? I didn't even bother looking up this year because after we had that one hour talk about it last year where it was fucking ridiculously expensive. And complicated. And complicated as shit. I was like, I ain't going through that again. (laughs) Because that kind of brings up since we're talking about shows, do you remember the years that they did the Power Pass, yep. where you could upgrade your season pass and have concert tickets included? Because I think uh, yep. for a couple of seasons, you actually had to purchase you had to pay for the concert concert yep. ticket. Wow! wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are right. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, I mean, that, yeah, the park is all about the buy up. I mean, if I want to ride that super flying wave seat, I got to pay ten bucks. Yeah, you know? all park. Yeah, every every single park now is pay to play. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the buy ups. Yeah, the, the fast passes, all that bullshit. Yeah. Now. Uh, for Peluso, uh, Batman the Ride, buddy, thirty years. Thirty years, thirty years, man. Now I feel real old. <laughs> 30 years wow. and still going strong, though. That's still one of my favorite rides Love when I go there. I'm it is, lie, man. You know? Just so smooth. It, it, it is. It always, always will be. Yeah, it's yep. They're still making Batman movies. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Matter of fact, they're not only making Batman movies. Ma- there's a Flash movie coming out in a month that will have the Michael Keaton Michael Batman Keaton. that Russo loves so goddamn much. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, there you go. Love it. Um, Love it. Me too. Ironically, though, R.I.P. Parachuter's Perch. Parachuters Perch, finally gone, 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 um, which was great air conditioning. <laughs> was great air conditioning. Uh, it really right? did. It really had some great yeah. AC. I have to be honest, though. Yeah, if you were a ride employee, though, it was kind of a treat to go all the way to the top of the fucking column of the ride. Yeah. It was a treat. Not a lot of people ever got to do that, and I never I really realized. There. Was there an elevator or something? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It was actually really neat. Steve, um, I wonder how many some... people who worked that ride got skin cancer. <laughs> yeah, that was just that was the best. I remember that you were great AC, but you pay for it. Yeah, I mean, there was no shade whatsoever, and no way to be in shade if you're a ride operator on there. You rather fucking use that stupid ass swirly magnet to get the motherfucker to go up, which never want to work half the time. Mm-hmm. And then you found out, and I know it's going to sound rude. I'm not trying to be rude, but the person was just too goddamn big. So it wasn't that it was the fucking magnet not working. You're just over the weight capacity. So now you're like, you're sitting here like an idiot going, I can't get it to work. I can't get it to work. And then you're like, oh, sorry, you're too big. I got to take you off. Like, Jesus Christ. It's the worst fucking ride to work in the world. I have seen so many people post like like anti-working on parachuters things. And it's the one ride where I'm always like, yep, you're right. Yep, you're right. Yep, you're right. Yeah, not, you were by right. yourself. We couldn't even talk to anybody. You wrote no, it in the song. You were totally by yourself. Yep. Yeah. And you worked. Like you got off of that ride drenched. Like yeah. you were sweaty, drenched. Right. And to your point, Andy, I mean, I worked a log flume for a lot of years, and I've never been more sunburned in my entire career in that park as when I had the few fucking times that I worked parachutes. Parachutes, man, did not matter because my skin, you could put the well, the most would it have killed them know, to put up an umbrella out there yes them? there was no way I to know, put it right? there's nowhere you could yeah, put it they're really, getting away no out there we asked for that every year there was no and they actually they countered us they were like where 
show us where you can fucking put it. And they were right. There was nowhere to put it in the way that you ran that ride. It was impossible. Yeah. So that ride ran from 83 to 2022, though. So oh, wow. got a good run out of it, you know. Um, Steve, you've been on Batman recently. Do they change the soundtrack or is it still the old soundtrack? Do you remember? I, I, have, I haven't been on it in years, so I wasn't sure if they changed the soundtrack each time. Like Andy said, a new Batman comes out. I, you know, I think it was the same last time I was on it. I, I for a bit so. of a funky ride. Yeah, yeah, and Alfred. <laughs> and Alfred yeah, Alfred. man. Yeah, I'll be honest, if they changed it drastically, I think I would remember, and I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember. Nice. So, arms of Orion still in the park, man, in the queue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There wasn't anything playing in the queue. No. Oh, no, I mean, they stopped doing anything in a queue years ago. I mean, yeah, that, that's yeah. the way. The it probably broke, and they were just like, ah. <laughs> I remember that first year. I was like, whoa, this is so cool, like all the effects. And the we, we, have, we have complained about this, though. Even, even when we worked the log flume when I was like 16 and 17, that, that ride in the reservoir had waterfall cascades and all these cool things. And, you know. By the time you hit like the mid '80s, like they they were like, yeah, we're not gonna fix the pipes, and it's all rusty, so we're done. Like all like whenever they put these special effects in, they just start cheesing out on them. Batman though was special. There was a, we always kind of you had to be dumb not to realize that they were gonna get rid of those effects because if you remember, the effects had to be run by shows, and yeah. there's no fucking way they're gonna make shows no. still keep coming out there and doing like and working on a ride. Yeah. There was a whole training class too yes, for the fog the and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Like the writing was on the wall. They were going to take that shit away. Yeah, so the fog was only like a year or two at best. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So the park opened April first. Woo! Park opened. Safari opened. Everything's open. They did their spring break um, April fifth to sixteenth. From what I could tell on 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 following people daily online that were going there, there's a there's a Facebook um, group called Great Adventure Connoisseurs, and people post every. If you want to know what's going on, like right now, just join that group because somebody posts like every fucking twenty minutes what is happening in the park. So on a daily basis, you can see what rides are open and closed, like what food isn't there, what food's been added. There's a lot of good information on that site. To be honest with you, on that on that that group. To be honest with you. The one thing I got out of it from their their spring break is people were not happy. They were beyond fucking short staffed, like insanely wow. short staffed. So either people that were very experienced with going to the park for a long period of time and were more forgiving were like, eh, I got on a couple rides. I was happy enough. But most people were like, this fucking sucks. I'm coming here and nothing is open. And they're rotating rides in an effort to try to open shit up. So they'll close one coaster to open another coaster. Yeah, like, it's bad. I was there with my kid. It was just bad? It was just Jersey Devil. Like, I think that was all. <laughs> wait, wait. So that was open? Yes. Because whenever I went, that was the one that was never open. So there you go. Jersey Devil was open. And the Joker, which I, I still haven't ridden because I hear it's just like a headache waiting to happen when you get on that ride. No, I liked it. I, li I rode the back, though. I rode the I rode the back and I rode the wait, front. Wait, I like Joker. It. Yeah, there's there's no back and front. Well, maybe I'm mixing it up. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 no. isn't there a Harley ride? <laughs> yes. That might be what I'm thinking of. That's a that's I'm a, thinking of the Harley. That's a ride. bitch coaster, but okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the one I rode with you. <laughs> that's where I rode you. I rode it with my bitch. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, um, that makes sense. <laughs> um, the other thing that I feel bad about the park, though, is that as always fucking bad weather we've had nothing but bad weather on and off for the last like month so it's like they've constantly had to close on the weekends 
And I do feel bad for him for that because, like, you know, these opening weekends, that's their big thrust. And it's like they've, they've been closed a lot. They're probably like, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, as an employee, we were always like, yes, you know. But as, as a park, I'm sure it's not good for them. Yeah. Um, My man Queenan said no more Alfred. Uh, yeah, Alfred's gone. Really? And then, uh, and then uh, Taluki had a great point. Like, the being able to talk to – I mean, that line was like – two and a half to three hours long before three hour lines existed even at Disney and shit. That's true. You needed needed to be able to talk to those people. I don't know if you can do that anymore, but that was a big uh, asset, you know, being able, well, good and bad, I guess you would say. You felt like you were- I'm not that impressed with that Because like the sky ride, I could talk to people all the way across the park when it broke down, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so uh, Chris Bassett just posted any in the chat. Any thoughts on Screen Break event? Actually, Chris, yes, we do. <laughs> so, Screen Break event ran from April eighth to fifteenth, and first of all, a lot of people shit on it because they advertise it as pass holders receive free access to Screen Break. First of all, Screen Break. What is Screen Break? So, from the eighth to fifteenth, they basically bring Fright Fest back, and they're doing their own version of Fright Fest during Spring Break. Why? Mm. It's just because they do so goddamn good at Fright Fest, it makes sense to pull people in. That's the only logical reason for it, I was right? There, like, the day before, and I was like, why are they doing that? It's not Halloween. That that's that's it. Yeah, but yeah. see, the problem is Vegas is opening a year round, right? So maybe they're they're a year, year round horror theme park. Yeah, yeah sure. so they're jumping on. I mean, horror people love horror all the time, so you know, I guess that's what they're trying to. I think it's on. backed by Universal, if I remember right, though, and it's because Universal obviously has the big. I mean, their their horror right. nights is insane. So yeah, you know, not a lot of people can beat that. So that that actually makes sense. And in Vegas, like they've had they've had like. Right. Are haunted houses that they've tried. Yeah. To keep. Even Eli Roth opened one that they tried to keep going. You know, the right, director right. for Cabin Fever, and it, they, they have a hard time. But if they can get the right backing, I could see that lasting. To be honest with you, right. um, but for the screen break, uh, apparently the lines were fucking insane. Um, and again, three coasters. I've, I've watched like multiple videos of people that were live there, and they were all bitching. Three coasters open only. All the lines were massively fucking insanely, like two to three hours to get on a coaster. Um, the frontier section isn't open, which I think that's just not open yet. I think they're doing a lot of renovations there. Um, the the free access to the passes was a limited availability. So if they said they ran out, you had to pay for it, even if you were a season's pass holder, <laughs> which did not make people very fucking happy. Wow. The only thing I saw that people actually <laughs> were happy about, and I thought it was kind of cool too, is that, they did do some special like horror food offerings, and one of the alcoholic beverages they had was a blood bag that was all sangria. That's cool. And you walk around, and it's a big ass bag of sangria, and it's like I saw a bunch of people posting like, "This is good. Everything else here sucks, but the sangria is good." You know? Yeah, and it was yeah. Cool. Like they were literally just sitting there with a straw and a blood bag, sucking out of a blood bag. I was like, "All right." Horror Nights would do the jello shot in the blood bag. And they were friggin' awesome. And then that's when they were keeping them cold. Then, prior years, they had warm jello shots in the blood bag. Uh, It was absolutely uh, disgusting. (laughs) It it was as you you, you would have rather had real blood in the bag. It was disgusting. That's too funny. Yeah, Universal, if you're listening, you got to keep them cold. (laughs) It doesn't work real well when they're hot. Yeah, and we'll 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 end the scream break thing where their description was stay late and experience this after hour special event featuring two haunted houses, a sc- one scare zone, 
ghouls, and nighttime rides. And then it goes on to say, you know, Screen Break is free with a valid season's pass, but read more to see how you can secure your spot at the event, which is the scam where they actually didn't have seasons, you know, enough passes to cover everybody that went, which I'm not surprised. Um, all right. So what events are they doing this year? They've now advertised. They're doing the Flavors of the World event again in June and July. Um, that's where it's going to basically be uh, a bunch of culinary creation. So, Chris, that's something right down your lane. Um, yeah, no, yeah, Disney, you know, does like one every month. Absolutely. That's not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, every every season they, they have yeah. one. Well, I will yeah. say the few times we've gone to events like Oktoberfest and stuff, their specialty food fair has been pretty decent. They do, they've so, always done a decent job when they would do the extra things, the, you know, the uh, pop-up type of yeah. scenario. And, and exactly. So I, I would go to this. I would actually try it just to see what they have. That's kind of interesting. Um, Saturday, June 17th, they're doing their Wrestling Slam Fest event again. It's a one-day event. Um, I actually am very pro on this event. I think this is really cool they do this. They get a ton of the AEW stars right now. AEW is like the like – the only wrestling association that's actually competing with WWE right now. And they get most of their stars, but they still get some of the WWE guys. They get Mick Foley. They got them last year. They're getting them again this year. <laughs> um, and the cool thing is, is it's like a wrestling convention during the day, meaning that they charge for their autographs, but they're at tables. They have headshots. They'll sign your belts or whatever you want to fucking bring. And, you know, it's kind of like a wrestling con during the day. And the prices, they actually have the prices up already. You can pre-buy the autographs. And they're not expensive. They're like 30 to 40 bucks, which is standard, um, so most people know. And then at 6 o'clock, they actually have a wrestling show. And the cool thing about it is that although you have to pay for the autographs during the day, the wrestling show is free. If you have a season's pass or a park admission, you go and you can watch a wrestling show. And as all those people that are there during the, the you know, the little convention time, they're all going to be wrestling. I think that's kind of cool if they actually just throw in a free wrestling show, you know. So if you're not into autographs or anything, but you do like wrestling, you just go there and watch a wrestling show for free, you know, with Park Commission. That's kind of cool. Um, they're doing their July 4th Fest again, which is basically just when they start doing their fireworks. Once that launches, which is July 1st to the 4th, then they do their, their fireworks celebration, which is really just them doing fireworks again <laughs> the rest of the year, you know. Yeah. So I don't even know why they break it out as a special two event thing. It's the same shit. Um, they're doing a Viva La Fiesta again, which is like their uh, Latino festival um, runs in July and August. This threw me off a little. August 16th is National Coaster Day, an all new event. Don't they always have a National Coaster Day there? Or am I just thinking the Ace? Since we were there and probably even before, I, I thought they did. Yeah. I always I thought know. that they had a Coaster Day there, but maybe that's the, it's just the Ace event. And this hey, is I was going to say, we could be thinking of Ace, and now they it's have not, a day for everything, and now they're, you know, celebrating it. But, yeah, I, I, I could be thinking of Ace. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see what this is, you know. Um, oh, good. Uh, Chris Bassett posted he was there for Slamfest before, and he liked it. That's good, because I'm going to go this year. So I was hoping it was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Oktoberfest again, September 9th through October, which I love their Oktoberfest last year. I thought they did a really fucking great job. Uh, Fright Fest is September 15th through October 29th. That includes a kid's boo fest. Um, they do their Veterans Day weekend, which is uh, November 10th through 12th. And they, they're doing a holiday in a park again, which is going, they're advertising it as November 24th through December 31st. Um, so a lot of a lot of cool shit going on. It sounds like um, I mean, not too different from what they've done in the past years. 
you know, but that's the events they've advertised so far. They also did advertise that if you remember last year, I really want to do their, their overnight thing in the safari that they were doing. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. They're doing it again and they're, they're expanding it. So they must've done pretty good last year. They're calling it, it's their safari overnight. Um, it's, it's, uh, they're doing it a lot. They're doing it from June 16th to 17th, July 14th to 15th, August 11th to 12th. So they're doing it for th- like three separate weekends. Um, basically you go and you camp in the safari area. They have an area they set up for campsites. You go there and you camp overnight. Um, it's in the, it's in a safari. It's right next to the, um, where their, their big outpost is. Okay. So, the, the, so you're, you're right there. So you get to, you actually camp overnight. So you get to hear all the animals all night long, the tigers roaring and shit, which is kind of cool. You do get to feed the giraffes. Um, they'd show a movie at night, which is like a, you know, like a, an at, like a, yeah, like a theme park, like an animal type of movie for kids. Um, in the morning, they basically give you this really cheesy like breakfast, like you would get at a hotel, and then they boot you the fuck out at eleven. Um, if I remember right, they do not, and I'm pretty sure I have it right here. They do not. The one thing I didn't like about it is it's expensive. It's not cheap. You do get to feed the giraffes. That's part of it, um, and you do get to camp out and hear the animals all night. But it is a hundred and ninety nine ninety nine per person. Whoa. Okay, one ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, they couldn't just say 200. It's, not it's $199.99. $200. Um, Under $200. And yeah. theme park tickets and safari off-road vehicle tour are not included. And no other discounts can be applied. See, now, if you were throwing a theme park ticket, that would have made it like... Not even a theme park ticket. I think it's kind of shitty that for $200, they don't just give you that fucking hour tour through the safari. Like, yeah. why the fuck did they not get that tour? Because like, they're, they're not providing a tent or anything, right? Like, you got to bring your own shit, don't you? You have to bring your own tent, yeah. yeah. So all they're doing is saying, hey, for $10, dollars you can go and put your tent here. I will not <laughs> shit on fully, though. Even though I would not do that because it's so fucking expensive, I will not shit on fully because this year, though, the only reason I want to do it at all is because I want to feed the fucking giraffes. I think that's yeah, cool. I never yeah, fed yeah. the giraffes by hand when we were there. You never every other goddamn thing, but not the fucking street. giraffes. You never roll down your window in the safari and like put the giraffes. <laughs> not with the giraffes. No, not with the giraffes. I never did. <laughs> However, they do it at our local zoo for a lot cheaper, Steve. Well, so yeah, here's the deal. Yeah. Okay, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. I was going to say animal kingdom. But, dude. Before we jump off, yeah, Johnny, what are you saying? 80 bucks, you can sleep in my backyard and I'll make animal noises from my bedroom. <laughs> in the morning, in the morning I'll throw a pop tart at your tent tell you to get the fuck off my property. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 I don't like paying the eight bucks for that. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty good, you know? Um, here's one thing they are doing this year, which I think is really cool, though. Uh, they are doing just a giraffe encounter tour. Oh, where? Nice. And here's the fucking craziest thing about this, okay? All right. So you could schedule it, okay? They're doing it May 26th through June 25th, and then daily, July 1st through September 4th, okay? You as, as you have to have a ticket to the park to be able to do it. So if you have a theme, if you have a season pass, you're good, okay? It is a buy-up, okay? But the buy-up is only $34.99, and not only do you get to feed the giraffes, it includes the safari tour. And, uh-huh. and so you're getting your safari ticket as well. You get your own customized tour through the safari tour bus. Then you feed the fucking giraffes and then you fuck off, but it's only 35 bucks. So I'm like, 
for that, I would pay. I would totally do that. And actually, I am going to do that this year because I want to feed the fucking giraffes. To Andy's point, though, and all of your points, there's a zoo. Um, fuck, what's it called? I look at my phone. There's a there's a zoo right in Pennsylvania. I think it's called Zellville Zoo, um, where they do almost the exact same fucking thing. And it's way fucking cheaper. Um, way goddamn cheaper. And uh, yeah, let me see if I have it. I actually sent it to myself so I can remember. <coughs> zoo snooze at the Elmwood Park Zoo. And they do the exact same type uh, of Elmwood thing. Park Zoo, yeah. So they, they do the same thing. They do the giraffe feeding cheaper and they do it overnight. But their overnight in the zoo is really cool because what they do is you get a tour by flashlight of all the animals in the zoo. So you walk around oh. just basically flashlight touring at night and they give you like a full fucking dinner. Like they give you like a full pizza spread dinner, a full breakfast nice. in the morning. And you get, you know, you're obviously, you, you know, you can walk around the zoo and you get admission to the zoo for the next day. And it's so much fucking cheaper. So yeah, there's absolutely other places that are doing this as well. I like the GAs trying to do stuff like that. I think it's yeah. cool. They need to, because they need to support that fucking safari. Cause I know that shit ain't cheap, but um, yeah, the overnight thing though, I don't know, man, that just seems like a, a waste of money. I don't know. It's just not enough for the money they're charging to me. But. Wait, was it, was it $1.99 a person or $1.99 to put your tent in a spot? One ninety nine a person. Jesus. <laughs> what the hell? No shit. Um, and then the last thing I'll throw in at the news, I think, is um, it is their 50th anniversary, although they have not said shit about it or posted anything on their website that I've ever seen or anything on the emails they're sending me. Well, they open at 74 now? They open at 74. So it, technically, if you count the years on right, this would be their 50th year. Okay. Yeah. So Math what is they hard, though. Here, what for next yeah, year. I know. No, no, no. But here's the thing. I think they do realize it because, and I'll post it. Somebody yesterday posted a picture on the walkway from the um from the fountain to the big wheel. They put up brand new banners, and each banner is a different year's logo throughout oh, really? the years. And they are pretty cool. And that's oh, but nice. it doesn't say this is a celebrate the 50th or anything. It's just literally their different years' <laughs> logos on banners leading up to the big wheel. I assume that's what it's for, and it's kind of cool, but again, they're not making any mention of it. So I don't know, you know? Any company to make 50 years, you'd think they'd be, you know, I, that's a big accomplishment. They should like, I that's why I'm surprised. Just I'm like the nitro man when it when they hit 51, then they'll announce or something. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so it, you know, in in past, jumping on to something else, in past episodes, we've talked about a few books and comics and shit that had a story themed around like Anything involving amusement parks, we try to throw it out there just because it's kind of interesting to people. Um, anything that involves theme parks or thrill rides, we, we kind of always take an interest in. So um, our you know buddy here, Chris Peluso, came up with a great idea of, well, let's expand on that and let's 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 bring up one or two things each that are um, items that are that are kind of theme park or ride related, but are entertainment based, meaning like movies or TV shows or something like that. So um, we each picked a couple items, at least I hope. I don't know. Scott's giving me a weird look, even though he was definitely on, even though he's definitely on email. He's giving me a weird look. So. Well, yeah, the amount of time uh, we have, different. we might just be able to do yours. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, you, you, you were going to do a classic, weren't you? Well, I'm going to kick it off with the absolute classic, just as an example. The absolute classic when we're talking about any type of entertainment movie that involves a theme park would be 
the Griswold family on their trek to Wally World in a classic 1983 movie, National Lampoon's Vacation. That would which, be my second, but you which, it. Well, it's also the absolute perfect one to start this type of, of, of like kind of game conversation up because it was filmed at Six Flags Magic Mountain in Valencia, California. So anytime you see Wally World there, that is a Six Flags park. So that is like a perfect example of what we're talking about. I don't think we know it needed to do any more discussion on, on, on that movie though, because everybody in the fucking world knows that movie. However, my second one is a little bit of an offshoot. My second one is we all talked about, and this is also an ode to Johnny and his concert days. We all talked about the arena and the concerts. One of my favorite groups of all time, because I grew up watching their TV show was the monkeys and the monkeys did a song called that was then this is now. Okay. That's a song written by Vance Brescia for his band, The Mosquitoes, and was recorded, recorded in 1985, okay? And the Monkees picked that as a comeback single for their 20th anniversary tour in 1986. Now, why would that be such an important one? Because they went to the Great Adventure Great Arena and filmed their video for that song in the Great Arena. And if you go and look up the video... Every time you see them on stage, you see those cheesy-ass aluminum-colored fucking stadium seats, the concrete stairs, because everything that was done there was done in the arena, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, they filmed it on uh, July 5th um, in the Great Arena, and uh, I just thought that was really neat. Like, it's cool that there was actually a music video, which is so funny because – Anyone that's in their 20s right now is like, what the fuck is a music video? And what's this old man talking about? <laughs> but for us, that's so cool that they actually filmed the music video in the arena. I'm sure they probably filmed other ones that I don't know about. But that's the one that um, had to be quite full disclosure. I didn't even realize that was filmed there. My cousin Michael, you know, being a shows guy, he actually brought it up when we were talking um, a while back about it. So then I looked it up and was like, that's fucking badass. And I watched the video. The video is really cool. So those are my two. Um, Scott claims he has one. We're going to pass off to Scott. <laughs> well, yeah, mine was, uh, it's the one that comes to mind. Well, there's two, actually, but I'm not sure if one of them counts. Like, the Final Destination 3. Oh, that totally counts. Well, that one counts, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was all about, like, the foreshadowing and the whole coaster disaster yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure. The other one that keeps coming to mind is, like, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. No theme park in there, but well, but you can absolutely it's fucking clowns and it is absolutely a circus. <laughs> and they absolutely walk through the town, fucking turning everybody into little fucking cotton candy. Well, they put them in a cotton candy mold and bring them on their spaceship. But yeah, yeah no, that's absolutely that that one fits. Okay. That is a that's another perfect one with John being here because you know we got we got shows, and that is absolutely a shows related one with the circus coming to town, yes. except they're aliens and they're putting every and they're basically gonna eat you, take it out of space to eat you. So <laughs> uh Bluso's nice. looking a little too devilish right now. I'm gonna go to Andy. I'm gonna go to Andy first. <laughs> Bluso looks like he's itching. So. Oh no, no, I'm good. Oh, I'm well, he's already. <laughs> well, one episode, TV episode, actually caught recently. We're just flipping through uh, channels at night. Was the um, this is going way back, but I think everyone our age remembers it. The Brady Bunch episode at Kings Island Amusement oh, Park. Yeah! That's actually what I was anxious for. I was anxious for Andy's uh, Brady Bunch. Love so it. you know, one of the greatest scenes where you actually get to see kind of the entire park is where they have to do the relay race to get Mike's architectural plans. Yes. You know, back to the board meeting in time. You know, and so <laughs> you get to see the entire park as they run through the park. And so I remember I, that one. 
I want to go and watch that again, man. Because like as soon as you brought that up, Andy, I, I did a little bit of a dive for like five like five minutes and found so much great shit. You know what I mean? Like it was really really cool. There was only like mm. one hotel outside the the theme park, so everybody knew where they were staying. <laughs> so everybody would be like out there looking for him and shit. I was mm. like, oh, this is great. I got to watch it again. Nice. Nice. And then, of course, my other one was if you really, if you never work at an amusement park, but you really want to know what that was like, you got to watch Adventureland. Yeah, I knew what you were going to do. They really catch what it was like working there as far as, you know, how all the different departments interacted and the clicks and, you know, yep. the rides people and you had the game That's people. A you know, it was in a different yep. group. And, yeah. That was when, when that came out, that really was one of those movies where I was like, oh, my God, this makes me so fucking nostalgic for the days I worked there. Like, they got it. They got it right. Yeah, I agree. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, Chris, before I jump to you, uh, Chris uh, Tadal on our, on our chat said, roller coaster, the movie, Magic Mountain, King's Dominion, Ocean of View, Music Park. So, Chris, you actually ruined one for the future because that was one of my future ones. Yes. yes <laughs> people that can't see the video, I'm holding up the video of the box art. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what it's great. taking away from me. Damn. <laughs> but, oh, oh, good. I, I, said, I, I, I said in text, I got to go back and watch it. I only saw pieces of it as like a kid. It was always on like TBS or Channel 9 or something, you know, and you'd watch like half of it. <laughs> so I, I was like, I don't want streaming. But it's so funny. I, I was at like an auction place with my girlfriend like two weekends ago, and they have a video. They have a place in there that sells used videos. They had it, but they wanted it for thirty seven dollars on DVD. And I'm yeah. like, that's not the thirty seven dollars, just so I could be like, oh, I remember liking it and it sucked. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I remember, I remember, I remember this liking being it, okay, like it now. and now it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like it now. So I'm like, ah, I'll wait till I find it on streaming somewhere. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, Zombieland came to mind right away. Um, Zombieland. Especially because yep. we were talking about vacation. And again, I love Zombieland. Please don't kill me, everyone. I love the movie. Really, really enjoy it. Um, you're going to shit on it. You're going to shit on having the ride operators. I know where you're yeah, going with no, this. No, it's worse than that. Like, vacation at least, you had... They get on a ride, it magically works all by itself, but at least it was one at a time. Zombieland, Emma Stone goes in, flips a few switches, and everything magically just started going. <laughs> and and Quinn, and then when they walk up to it, they get to get to get on, and then they get off. You shoot the control panel, it stops. <laughs> then you come over and you release an emergency. There was just a lot of like basic things that if you even are aware of a theme park you know this is pretty bad. You don't have to be us that worked at the parks forever. You don't flip a switch and a roller coaster's coming out two seconds later. It doesn't work that way. However, Abigail Breslin looking around like this, it was a cool scene, but come on. It was pretty, cool. pretty bad. Because like a power failure, you knew half a day was going to be spent getting everything back up and running. Like, yeah, party. yeah. No, that I thought was pretty bad. But no, that is not the worst thing. <laughs> the worst thing is, is that Emma Stone was the smartest character throughout the entire movie, outsmarting everyone. Yet she lies to a 12-year-old about there being no zombies at Pacific Playland. But she knows that is not the truth. Yet she still goes to Pacific Playland, flips the switch, turns on all the lights, and is somehow seems surprised that an army is on the floor. no plan whatsoever. And it just gets worse and worse and worse from there, like getting in a Hummer and then letting it go into the water. That was the next great plan. So, yes, love the movie, but wow, Act 3, 
Not sure what was happening there. Um, and speaking of awesome, awesome movies, Beverly Hills Cop 3, Axel Foley, without the thing. Yeah, yeah, best Beverly Hills Cop movie ever. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. They didn't even, they, I, feel, I can't believe that John Landis did that. Um, but you can't blame him. You just can't. Yeah, yes, you got to coat everything. Love it. You know, they That's didn't have the theme music, so you can just see that there were a lot of problems. There were a lot of problems. But, uh, yeah, I think a control panel got shot in that one, and it caused uh, a lot of errors and, and uh, malfunctions <laughs> to the ride as well. Um, so that's always a fun one to watch. Think about that. They, they, I think they just finished filming four. Yes, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, it take them to be able to make another movie after that one. You know? I mean, it's got to be hard. Weren't like the, I think the the security officers they were carrying. They had guns. They were. They were. Uh, everything about that movie was. I remember. I was in a video store when that movie came out, and I remember when I watched it. I was like, "This is so bullshit." Everything in this movie is bullshit. Like it's like they weren't even trying. Like fifteen minutes in the shoot, and they were just like, "Yeah, it's gonna be terrible." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's, it's pretty, pretty bad. bad. It's just you know, let's just get it done. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I may have already actually posted it on the site, but um. I know I posted on my Facebook page a long time and practical jokers did it. They actually went to the park for a day and they did a whole um, like impractical jokers, like, you know, one of their jokey things there. So that if I, if I didn't post it to the page, I'll actually, I'll find it. I'll repost it. But yeah. And they actually wore the outfits. They wore the employee outfits, which cracked me up. Cause I was like, look at these fuckers, you know, like <laughs> Taluki saying it's called dramatic license. No, Taluki, it's called bullshit. That's what it's called. All right. <laughs> Man, called I Fantasy Land. Scott. It's called Fantasy Land. Scott, get the outfit. On that note, Taluki, man, time flies. <laughs> We're at the end of our time. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun, man. Um, it's time to wrap up. Thanks, everyone, who joined us on Facebook. Everyone, join us in the chat. We love you guys. Um, oh, yeah. I don't have an option to write you back, so we can only talk to you back. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't give me an option to actually type anything back in. So um, uh, the audio version will be up in a couple days. Uh, many thanks to our guest, Johnny, who kicked off our, our conversations on shows. Yeah, and in a beautiful way, because shows were, like I said, we'll probably never find anyone else that worked at the dive stadium. So, you know, yeah, yeah. perfect, man, perfect. Um, signing off for now, I am Steve Hicks, and my co-hosts are Scott Loudon, Chris Peluso, Andy Oletti, <laughs> and our guest host as well. Howdy, guys! Well, all right. Until next Bye. time, everybody, make it a great day. Thanks for joining us. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.